So legends, welcome along to Scheme Me Up Body. We're going to get into Star Trek Picard in this episode. We're up on episode 9 here, uh, an episode entitled Hide and Seek. Phenomenal episode and incredibly emotional coming up towards the end of it. Uh, if you haven't been keeping up with the series itself, I would highly recommend you checking it out. But definitely go back and check out some of the reviews that it did so far on Picard season one and season two. Um I'm falling badly behind. I should have been on this at least five weeks ago at this point. But I digress. Um yes, this is the finally in the series, this is the episode where the the action finally starts to kick in. So um that's the big gripe that I've had with uh, Picard up to this point and um, you know all new Star Trek in a way I kind of feel that um, and this is covering old territory if you have been listening to the podcast and whatever I've been talking about um, it seems as though you know they try to have one big overarching storyline throughout the entire series but I don't think there's enough there for the entire series and it just at a point it seems to be getting to a stage where they're just trying to stretch it a little bit too far but you know uh, but it's not making me enjoy it any less but uh, it does get a little bit frustrating and I'll be waiting for that uh, like you're getting to the point before the show was at some stages but we're finally into it in this episode at the very beginning uh Rios is on La Serena. Of course, that's crashed outside Shadow Bacard. And, uh, yes, he's trying to purge the the Borg lock out of the computer that's on there. But uh, Teresa and Ricardo, they, the doctor that helped Bacard and him, and her son Ricardo, they're there watching. He broke the, you know, when it comes to time travel... And Starfleet and whatnot. You need to try and not poison the timeline if possible in this kind of scenario. But Rios has just let that go to the wind and he brought her and her son to the ship. But uh, again, this is one of these things where I got to the point of Rios's story arc before the show did. Um, anyway, that's too late and what he's trying to do here. Uh, the Borg. They're activating transporters and remotely, and he's unable to stop them. And this is the Borg Queen starting her attack on the ship to try and get hold of it to uh, assimilate the the future from the past. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you see outside the ship the green glow of Borg transporters. Um, uh, Rios tells his friends to run get out of the ship protect yourselves um, he apologises to Teresa for having brought her and her son into the situation and he tells her that he needs to get her to safety um, forgive me if I'm not looking at the camera a lot during these here I'm watching my, my notes here as well so uh, yeah he moves to secure weapons to protect them but uh, but as he does, a team of 
assimilated spearhead operations mercenaries beams and board this is at the end of the last episode you've seen the Borg queen um, slash Gerati starting to assimilate these soldiers to uh, help her get to her goals but they're not the Borg that we're used to in the series this is a fresh queen and a fresh body well an old queen taking over a fresh body and she's not yet at the point where the Borg queens we know of will be able to assimilate so it's that's like a reset for her as well so these soldiers look like humans they were a little bit drained out in the face and you know a little bit veiny and whatnot but they're they're not the the hardcore Borg that we're used to in the series um the Gerati queen let's just say uh Gets to the ship and finds her other body and strips down. Of course, it's done tastefully. And uh, yes, she finds the dead body of her former self on the ship and uh, takes the the queen's body suit. So we see Gerati and the Borg outfit in this episode. Talon's transporter uh, brings her Picard. Seven and Gerati to the, the courtyard of Shadow Picard. Um, Picard, he knows we, they have to defend the ship from the Queen. And uh, Talon hands Seven a uh, Romulan disruptor pistol. And yes, they get ready for the the final showdown, more or less, is what we're expecting in this episode. So we kick off in the episode with the, the crew taking cover behind barrels in the courtyard. Picard realises that the Queen is trying to pin them down while she seizes the ship. It's a very simple story for this episode. But, uh, yes, the big bulk of the, the episode is the emotional stuff. Of course, the emotional stuff being Picard and his past, which Q is... It becomes clear in the final episode why everything happens, but uh, Picard has been made to relive his past, a forgotten past more or less, and we get to find the full story in this episode, and it is insanely emotional, so I'm just going to bounce through here very quickly. Um, Agnes Gerati continues to fight the Queen for control of her own body. That's, this is very well done in the episode as well. Where the, the Queen is going... It's like three different versions. You've got Gerati in the leather suit. And she's going to do something. And her body will stop going. And this is the the the, nor, the real Gerati fighting against the Queen. So whenever this happens... The version of Gerati in the leather bodysuit disappears and you get the the normal Agnes Gerati talking to the Borg Queen that we met earlier in the, the series. So it's it's very well done. It's not personality sort of thing running throughout the episode. They're trying their hardest. The Queen's trying her hardest, fighting against her own head. Um Gerati has no one exactly but inside the Borg's head, you know, they're reading each other's thoughts at this point, she's able to fight back, but she's dropped this, uh, like, password 
onto the computer system that the Borg Queen can't get through. And she's smart enough to know that the Queen's in, also in her head. And the Queen's like, no, I'll pull it out of your head. I'll get that password. But your auntie is smart enough not to have memorized it. So she puts it onto a defense hologram on the ship, which just happens to look like Eleanor. So he's back for an episode here as well. And yeah, so there's a point where Rafi and him have a moment together where he tells her that, you know, I might just be a defense hologram, but I do share his final thoughts and his final moments, and it wasn't of regret anything that Gerardi had done towards him so she gets a little bit of closure in this episode and they, yes the the Borg Queen and Seven of Nine and Gerardi have a final confrontation with the Queen on the ship coming up towards the end of the episode but that's jumping way ahead um, it's a cat and mouse game and the, the Shadow and Picard and a moment in the episode uh, just rediscovers his childhood. You know, he's having these flashbacks to his mother and she was playing hide and seek with him as a small child, what, seven or eight years old, whatever he might have been. Uh, we've seen the kid in the flashbacks in the last episode and we start to figure out you did get a good idea of where they were going to go with it in the prior episode but you get it hardcore in this one and that's no holds barred when they let you know what's happening but anyway Dr. Sung has turned up with the the army of the Borg and he's coming after Picard and he's trying to like talk Picard out of uh, fighting him you know just surrender let it happen I'll take the path of least resistance to my future and you and your friends can still have one but Picard, he's standing in the shadow, pinned down with his group at this point, uh, early in the episode. And he's having these memories of the the hide-and-seek game with his mother whenever he was a child. And that's very well done, where you see Picard, old Picard, and every once in a while, whenever he starts to have these memories, you'll see like the, like the ghostly sort of figures of the past, blending in for the present, as he's thinking about something, and, uh, and you know, he remembers his mother saying, let's go play hide and seek, and his response to song, of course, is just an excuse to get data back into the series, uh, it's like, you're going to have to find us first, so it's, you know, he goes that route there, like, fully grown pensioner backyard, he's like, you're going to have to find us first, so, yeah, cat and mouse game between these uh, Borg soldiers, Borgish soldiers, I should say, and the crew is there trying to defend themselves and find a way to the ship to stop the Queen. But, uh, yes, throughout the episode, uh, Picard and uh, What's-Her-Face, um, gosh, I'm completely... I'm completely... Blanking on her name, Talon, uh, of course, the time agent. Um, they get split up from everybody else. Rios is shot. Uh, he's transported back to Talon's apartment with uh, Teresa and her son. Uh, Picard tries to lock him out from coming back. He's been injured, so, you know, 
uh, you're going to get yourself killed if you come back as Picard's thinking. So they're out of the game. Seven of nine and Rafi there making a run towards La Serena. And Picard and Talon are still trapped in Shadow Picard. And he remembers the the underground tunnels in the house. And again, you get the flashbacks of the hide-and-seek game between him and his mother. And how you get down and through the secret passageway to the tunnels. Uh, and again, we've seen prior episode, you know, his father said there's a thousand ways to die down there. And that was a dark, dark episode. And this is as well. But, uh, yes, it's... It's very well blended between present day and the and the past and what Picard remembers and what he's trying to forget. So it's there's a lot going on in this episode. Um, throughout the cat and mouse game of getting chased by the soldiers and Doctor Sung, you get the snippets of what's happening here and Picard's past and the thing that Q is trying to get him to uh, remember more or less uh, they're still not clear as to why at this point but Picard gives away bits and pieces so in the prior episode we've seen his mother she was locked behind this door he was trying to find her but he he does reveal to Talon coming up towards the end of this episode that uh, he starts to have the, the real memory up towards the end of this one and his mother was ill and she refused treatment and she was highly depressed and uh, had thoughts of ending her life and this was the big problem that was kind of held back well kind of was held back from him as a child all he remembers is his mother had been very creative and whatnot and he never really knew her as been on well and when he was uh, the nightmare scenario of the monster which turned out to be his father in the prior episode we start to see the we get to see the proper version of that in this episode is where she uh, lets Picard find her in the hide and seek game and she's like uh, you've won and I'm lost and when you think back on me remember me as uh, someone that really loved you and whatnot. And, uh, at that point, you hear Picard's father calling Picard and his, his wife, Picard's mother, of course. And uh, yes, she runs to hide. And that's, that's the mirror scenario of the nightmare scenario. And that's the reality versus the nightmare. You see the reality in this episode. She's run from what Picard considered the monster which of course we already found out was his father but uh, he starts to have the real memory and that's that his father was just trying to protect Picard and his mother by you know she refused treatment and his way of getting her through this was to lock her in her room lock her in her bedroom for her own safety and Picard the child Picard the memory that he's been trying to forget his entire life. And this is insanely well done in the episode. I'm going to try and describe this as best I can. But it needs to be seen to be believed. So if you don't want that spoiled, stop watching this. Stop listening to this. Go and check out the episode. Um, Picard, uh, 
uh, as he's having the, the memory of what happened to his mother, she did indeed end her own life. And as the memory starting to happen, you see that ghostly figure appearing over the shoulder of old Picard. And it's her, and she's hanging from the ceiling. And he's talking about, and there was, there's memories of the past where you just wish you could rewind them back to happier beginnings. So you see her... I'm trying to describe it in a way that's not going to uh, get me into any trouble on YouTube in particular. Um, yes, uh, the stool comes back up to her feet and everything plays backwards and Picard's explaining, the old Picard's explaining what happened to Talon and uh, it's the fact that he let her out of her room and if he didn't do that she might have loved to be an old woman and he always tried to imagine her as an old woman and having cups of tea with him and asking him how his day was, all that sort of stuff and what could have been if he just left that door alone so a lot of deep anxiety and regret and Picard here it is insanely well done um, that kind of covers it for Picard but uh, as far as La Serena goes and the Borg Queen she well I should say uh, Rios does make an appearance he manages to get the Talon's transporter activated again and returns back to the shadow in time to save Picard and Talon from uh, Dr. Sung and uh, Dr. Sung goes to shoot Rafi and Picard and everybody uh, with a phaser rifle but uh, he doesn't realise you need the proper DNA to unlock it so it's going to explode if he holds it too long so he throws it in there it explodes flash and when uh, that's over and done with. He's disappeared. <laughs> so, uh, uh, looking forward to seeing what happens in the final episode with him. Um, yes, as far as the, the Borg Queen goes, she gets the upper hand on everybody on La Serena. Uh, takes out Elnor. Uh, has, he's got the mobile on her. You would recognise it from uh, Star Trek Voyager. He's, and it's kind of strange, just thinking back on it now, that he would have the mobile emitter there on his arm. Uh, he just appeared out of fresh air with it. He is a, a hologram, after all, but I just took it that there was holographic projectors throughout the ship. But he's got the mobile emitter on him, which is the way that the Borg Queen takes him out. Uh, you know, she, they think they have the upper hand in her... Uh, Seven of Nine, Rafi, and him have phasers trained on him, and uh, of course he fires out work tentacles and takes out the mobile emitter, knocks him out. Jurati gets knocked in her ass, and Seven of Nine gets stabbed through her abdomen. So she's on the floor, about to die. The Queen's about to take her out when Jurati, uh, the real Jurati, steps on one more time to try and talk sense to the Borg Queen and her way of stopping the Borg Queen is to offer a better decision than 
the course of action that the Queen wants to take. And it's more or less, to cut a long story short, too late, you're saying, um, her solution to the problem is, you know, throughout all of history and every timeline, the Borg always loses. And what if we team up together, Jurati, Borg Queen, become one and create a better collective? A collective that would, you know, uh, try and work for the better part of their selves and relationships could grow. Essentially what Jurati is talking the Borg Queen and the doing here is turning the Borg Collective into like a Borg Federation of Planets, more or less, where everybody's working for the, the better goal. And the Borg Queen accepts this proposal. And, you know, again, we get the, the split of the two of them. You've got Jurati talking to the, the actual Borg Queen that we met earlier in the episode, earlier in the series. But then we cut back to Jurati and the, the Borg costume and things has changed up here and uh, she leans down and again the Borg tentacles or whatever you would call them uh, they spring out to save seven of nine but she says there's a there's a cost in saving the seven. So throughout this series and this timeline, Seven has become uh, a real human being, as you say. No Borg implants. It's the real human version of Annika Hansen. But in saving her life at the end of this episode, she's she gets her Borg implants back, so she's got the, the metal around the eye, the little bit inside her ear, and the, the left hand as the, the metal around at this time. So she's kind of gutted that she's gone back to that. She's like, you know, it was just nice to be normal for once. But Rafi tells her, you know, uh, that would be impossible. Uh, whether you come as Annika Hansen or Seven of Nine, like you're just, you're the most extraordinary person I know. So at the end of the episode, we discover that... Uh, the Borg Queen made, saved Seven of Nine, but uh, she wanted something in exchange, and that was La Serena. So, the Borg Queen slash Gerardi take the ship at the end of the episode. They're heading off to the Delta Quadrant to try and build a new, different Borg collective. And before they leave, uh, Queen's like Jurati Queen, let's just say, tells Seven of Nine and Rafi to tell Picard that you know the future's not going to need a, a Borg Slayer, uh, at least not from us. So, uh, off they go. But she does say that for the mission to succeed, Picard's mission to succeed, there must be two versions of his. Uh, what's the what's the daughters? No, no, I was going to say daughters. Um, his descendant that's going on to this space mission. Um, let me see. Where's her name at? 
doing well up to this point, weren't we? Okay. Okay. Uh, Rene. Why can I not get that name? Uh, the Borg. Borg Queen. Gerardi. Gerardi Borg. Uh, tell Picard for, the, for his mission to succeed, there must be two Renes. One who lives, one who dies. And just as I'm saying that there, I'm starting to recall parts of the next episode. And it's class. It's unreal. So, yeah. They're beamed off the ship. Give Picard this message. Last Rena lifts off and goes up in the orbit. And Rios, he's not happy that they took his ship. But uh, Seven corrects him that it was her ship. Uh, Rafi explains that... Uh, Dratty Queen took the ship in exchange for Seven's life and Picard kind of worriedly looks at Seven of Nine's Borg implants when back and you know, he asks her are you okay? Seven replies simply that she was herself so it's a very typical Seven of Nine response at the end of the episode so uh, some has escaped uh, Rios does not think that'll last long it's a man to not strike Captain has been uh, a quitter, and uh, Picard and Talon agree we're going to see Doctor Song again. Uh, yeah, Seven of course gives Picard Girardi's warning with two Renes, but Picard refuses to accept an outcome that hasn't yet occurred, and he tells the crew that they had work to do. And uh, yes, they walk off into the woods, and like the superhero moment is like we're going to go sort this out. As Rios takes one last look up at Las Rena before the the ship jumps to warp, and uh, we cut to the end of the episode right there. So it's great. It's a phenomenal episode for an episode that had such a simple kind of premise of like hide and seek. It was so well done. I'm gonna get into that emotional side of Picard's past. And everything that he'd gone through and everything that he was trying to run from psychologically all comes back to him in this episode. So in the next one we discover exactly why all this had to happen to him. But uh, I love it. This is such a good series. And again, the only, the only downside is the, the stretching of material for episodes. Uh, it just seems like they could be doing so much more, but uh, whenever you get an episode, I guess, here, and it dives deep into that emotional side of things, it is, it's unbelievable, and so well done, so I have spoiled it completely for you, right here, in this episode, but uh, it is what it is, so definitely, go and check it out, it's worth a watch, you know, no matter what I tell you on these podcasts, uh, it's not going to beat watching the actual series so that'll do it for this episode guys i hope you enjoyed it and uh i'll talk to you in the next one this has been a production of coins age media thank you so much for listening